name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Little things tend to go unnoticed. They are insignificant and are deemed to be not worth our time and consideration. Now, despite being compared to the kingdom of heaven by our Lord, the mustard seed in today's gospel is often compared to venial sin, which seems to be the smallest in the estimation of men and yet deserving of pardon by Christians. And so it grows into greater sins when committed over and over again. It becomes a tree in which the birds of hell come and dwell in its branches. It is true, nothing is worse than a single mortal sin. It robs the soul of sanctifying grace and all its merits, leaving it for dead. However, its enormity does bring about the sentiments of great shame, fear, and sorrow, which then move the sinner to repentance and to confession. It is quite different with venial sin. Its danger lies not in its magnitude, but precisely in the very fact that it's little. And so the sinner gives himself license to commit it over and over again and make little, if any, effort to correct it. At the end of the day, sin is still sin. God is still the one offended, and nothing can satisfy this small little sin save only the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if not truly repented for, it will have to be purged in purgatory. Venial sin can be compared to a disease that is difficult to cure. God, divine physician, is not to be blamed for this because he gives sufficient grace to remedy the sickness. But even the best of physicians is helpless when the patient is oblivious to his sickness. Without careful examination of conscience, sin, venial sin, becomes lost in the abyss of our soul. Isn't it terrifying that shame, fear, and sorrow have very little effect on venial sin? Instead of shame, some even glory in their sins. There is no fear of punishment because venial sin, sins seem inconsequential. Such a soul leaves the confessional in the same manner as it entered it, without any desire to correct themselves, forgetting their intention in the act of contrition to avoid whatever leads them to sin. Various episodes in the Old Testament teach us not to belittle venial sin. Remember that Lot's wife was turned into salt for a curious glance. Uzzah, the priest, was struck dead for the irreverence of having touched the Ark of Covenant. Even Moses, a friend of God, was prevented from entering the Promised Land for a little hesitation. The devil loves venial sin, for it leads the sinner to greater sins. This is how he traps a soul, little by little, as they say. The trick is to have them sin 
without even noticing it. All he has to do then is to let it multiply and fester. This obstructs the channeling of grace, and as the fire of charity slowly dies out, what was then venial turns mortal. Take a look at the apostles. Judas did not immediately think of betraying Christ, but like the others, he had good intentions of being a good disciple. Being in charge of the money box, he allowed himself to be captivated by the love of money. Then he murmured about the ointment poured out by Mary Magdalene because he, because he could not profit from it. Later he began to steal money and St. John tells us that he is a thief. Finally, blinded by the greed of money, he betrayed his master and despaired on a tree. Who opened the way for Judas to this fatal tree if not the love of money initially only venial. In the courtyard of Caiaphas, where Christ was being interrogated by the council of wicked, St. Peter thrice denied his master. He was first caught off guard by the accusation that he was one of Christ's followers, and he replied with a lie, saying, I do not know what you're talking about. When another servant accused him of the same thing, he lied again and denied Christ again, this time with an oath, a sworn declaration. At the last accusation, he began to curse and to swear, saying, I do not know the man. St. Augustine judged that the first pope had fallen into mortal sin then. Do you now see the danger of venial sin? This consideration should not, however, discourage us for discouragement always come from the devil. St. Francis de Sales consoles us by reminding us that we can never be altogether free from venial sin. The book of Proverbs tells us that even the just man shall fall seven times a day. Our patron saint distinguishes between venial sin and the inclinations and tendencies towards it. Venial sins are committed usually out of carelessness or by overexcitement. It is not easy to always be in full control of our faculties. You know, the passing thoughts, the hasty judgments, outward display of vanity, or a white lie here and there. But it's quite a different matter to take pleasure in lying or in gossiping, making it something habitual. St. Francis de Sales tells us that we must purify our soul from all these inclinations to venial sin. That is to say, we must not voluntarily have any deliberate intention to allow ourselves to commit any venial sin whatsoever. He reminds us that venial sin, however small, is still displeasing to God. While not as much as mortal sin, God is greatly offended by a soul who not only sin knowingly, but takes pleasure in it, as in takes pleasure in offending God. These inclinations and tendency weaken our mental power, hinder divine consolations, and open the door to temptations.
And although they may not destroy the soul, at least they bring on very serious diseases. St. Francis de Sales gives us an illustration. Dead flies cause the ointment to send forth a stinking savor, says the wise man, the King Solomon. Flies are attracted to a bottle of fine ointment. They hover around and try to settle on the bottle, but they eventually die from intoxication. These, the presence of these foul creatures is not ideal, but if they happen to fall into the bottle, the ointment would be spoiled and corrupted. It's the same with our heart. Our heart is like a bottle of ointment of sweet odors, and flies are venial sin that hovers around it. Due to bad habits and an undisciplined upbringing, many venial sins hover around our hearts. As long as they don't fall into the ointment of our devotion, we just have to bear with them. But if we deliberately permit ourselves to sin, take pleasure in venial sins and indulge in them, then our heart will become corrupted. The flies, the dead flies of venial sins has fallen into the bottle of ointment. Then our heart will be turned away from God and inclined towards evil. So dear faithful, venial sin may appear small, but their danger is in their quantity, not in their enormity, as in they are committed more often than mortal sin, and so they add up. We should not be discouraged by this. We should try to, um, um, to, 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 to examine our conscience. We should pray to the Holy Ghost to enlighten our hearts, to see if there are any dead flies in there to see if there's any inclination or tendencies to venial sins. We should be honest with ourselves to what point have we allowed ourselves to sin venially, to what point have we allowed ourselves to take pleasure. All we need then is a good and sincere confession and the sweet odor of the ointment of our heart will be restored to us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.